Welcome to the Elite Foundations podcast, how to build an elite foundation physically and mentally to win at life. No theory, just real world results. Your hosts are Dr. Emil, ex-emergency doctor, entrepreneur, and health coach, and myself, Itamar, ex-Israeli special forces, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. Hey, hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Elite Foundations podcast. Today, it's going to be a little bit different and we're going to be talking about cases where people failed at what they set out to achieve and more importantly, how you can go about avoiding that for yourself. So Itamar, take it away. All right. So Charlie Munger said is a very interesting principle. He called it the principle of inversion where he says, listen, you can be super smart. You can be super hardworking. But if you really don't want to succeed in life, just be unreliable. Because that way, even if you are super smart, super driven, you have a great work ethic, if you're unreliable, nobody want to work with you. So that's really what you want out of life. Just do that and don't worry about the rest. And we're going to talk about a similar thing as far as mindset. We're going to be bringing two concepts up, one in this episode, one in the one after Emil's next one. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about victimhood. Because this is the one thing that if you really just want to mess up your life, be a victim. That way, no matter how gifted you are, no matter how great of a skill set you are, if you're a victim, you'll ruin everything. You'll both technically not get the results that you want, and you'll also be very unhappy all the time. So both on an external level and on an internal level, you won't be able to see success. So you've got a very good structure, which kind of helps to visualize this and why and where victimhood becomes a block here, right? Yeah, so there's the hierarchy of elite performance. Think about it like a pyramid. At the bottom of it, you have to have a skill set. Now, if you don't have that skill set, you can't do anything, okay? Because obviously you can't act on a skill set. Even if you have the best mindset, the best mentality in the world, but you don't know how to play basketball because you don't have a skill set, you're not going to be good on the court. So the bottom is skill set. Then on top of that is character traits. Character traits are the ones that allow you to, to exhibit that skill set. Let's call it discipline. Let's call it desire. Let's call it, um, yeah, victimhood here or ownership. Okay. Now, if you haven't mastered that rung, you can't act on that skill set as well. So let's say this person that we're going to talk about, Sharon, she had some really great skills, honestly, but every time a situation came about, she decided to play the victim card. So she was never able to actually act on those skill sets because she would get into this emotional vortex that would ruin her. The next two rungs in the ladder are mindset and emotional clarity, but she didn't even get there. She wasn't even closer there. She wasn't able to even get control of the second rung, the character traits, because she would be a victim all the time. That was her main driving character trait. So when you can't get beyond the character trait level, when you can't get to mindset and emotional clarity, what does that mean in terms of achieving success and happiness, both in general terms, but also for Sharon in particular? Like, what was she trying to achieve and what did she fail to achieve? So she was trying to build a very big agency, hopefully get it to seven figures, eight figures, whatever it may be. And it was just, it was not happening. There was no way it was going to happen because every time the world threw her a challenge, she would look at it as, why me? I'm already dealing with this. And she would literally say one time to me, no one has it harder than me. And a burst of emotions. And when you think that way, you just have zero power. And a concept we're going to go into this is the, con- the concept of expect and accept the hardships. She had zero of that. Whenever a hardship would come about, she would say, I'm a victim. So she would shut down and she would blame people and she would go on the offensive. So, I mean, just to clarify, because I think that's the key point here is we're not 
attacking victims like for the sake of it the, the key point is here is when you externalize blame when you become a victim of your environment or circumstances you give away your power you can no longer take any action to improve your situation and although it feels kind of maybe good in some backward way in the moment to dispense responsibility what you're actually doing is deleting the chance of making any improvement to your life and therefore being successful happy or whatever else so this is look guys if you can spot this and not do it you can pass to the next level yeah so to be clear we're not attacking victims but i am very aggressively attacking victimhood amazing which is something that yeah a lot of people exhibit on a, again on a micro level or on a macro level that doesn't serve them does that make sense yeah, so and I definitely want to go into micro and, and macro because from what I understand, Sharon had this on Sharon a, was a macro, a macro this level. Was everything to her. And you're gonna, this was just her default. Yes, exactly. So, so let me explain. Explain that first. Explain the macro level victimhood. So macro level victimhood is this is your lens you see everything on, and it's just how you are, twenty four seven. Everything you're a victim. Everything why me? Everything why is this so hard? Everything is nobody has it this difficult. This is always like this. You, that's just your default mode and the one you choose to always go on. That's on a macro level. On a micro level, and again, these kind of people on a macro level, I want to make this clear, they're not listening to this podcast. Like she was one of my, she was literally my third client. I didn't know how to deal with people yet. I didn't know how to choose people correctly yet. And this is why I worked with her. We worked together. These kind of people are probably not going to be listening to this podcast anyway. So this is not for them. What we're going to be talking about this episode is for the people on the micro level. On the micro level, and this is everybody. Emil, sorry, do you have something to say? Uh, you go, you go. Okay, so at a micro level is that we are not victims, but we exhibit victimhood at times. And that's what we're going to be trying to figure out how you can conquer. Everyone does. Everyone exhibits exactly. victimhood. And acknowledging that, and then it allows you to then start improving. Exactly. Like the goal of this episode is to allow you to take this victimhood, if it affects you in your life, let's say like at a 5x level, to dwindle it down to a 1x level, because that will allow you to have a lot more success, both again, externally and a lot of more internal happiness, because you feel a sense of control that you're not just a victim being pulled around everywhere. So on a micro level, let's say I'll give my personal example. 20 minutes before we hopped on this podcast, me and my family are supposed to move to a different country. And we just got news that because of COVID and this new variant, a lot of things are going to go haywire and it's going to be a lot more difficult and challenging and expensive than what we expected. For a couple seconds there, I immediately got into that, man, why does this have to happen again? COVID is so annoying. <laughs> what does this have to happen? And then I stopped myself out of it because I said, I'm not going to be a victim about this. I'm not going to exhibit victimhood right now. And I said to myself, you know what? Of course, this is supposed to happen. We're trying to move with the family during COVID times. What else did we expect? This was something that I knew I should accept. This is going to be part of the deal and expect it moving forward. And you know what? Like next week, I bet you there's going to be another challenge that's going to come up. And you know what's not going to happen? I'm not going to be bothered by it because like this is what I signed up for. We're moving countries yeah. during COVID. And I think this is how you can minimize that victimhood gap, let's call it. The sooner you can catch it, instead of it being a week or a month or a year that it takes out of your life when you're in this victim mode, the sooner you can close that gap and say, okay, I, ex I experienced this sensation of victimhood that naturally I want to feel but I decide not to do it, the better off you'll be. And again, both as far as your results and as far as your internal level of peace and sense of control. Yeah. 
because the longer that victimhood gap, the longer you are helpless, the longer you can yes. no longer, the longer you can't take action, the longer you are unable to take action. Um, and actually the accept and expect thing is super, super important as an analogy. If you expect 10 speed bumps and you only experience five, that's a good day. But if you expect zero speed bumps and you experience five, you're like, what the fuck happens? The world hates me, blah, blah, blah. It's just a, a reframe. And it's as simple as that yeah. will totally change your perception of life in the world. Absolutely. I remember when I used to compete in jujitsu, I would hope that I would have a great night's sleep and, you know, the rides of the tournament would be great and all that. And that was at like white belt through purple belt. And I, I would not perform well. Because all of a sudden, you know, the person next to me in the hotel room was loud or whatever it may be, and it would frustrate me. When I decided like brown belt and black belt to adopt a different mentality and just say that I expect to show up to the tournament in my worst condition possible, and then I'm going to get to test myself, man, I started flying. And it was just because I said I'm going to expect and accept that I'm not going to be at my, at my best and the world isn't going to give me the most optimal situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. Expecting and understanding that like victimhood is you just saying, well, everything should be optimal. The world should be easy. Yeah. And that's not the reality of things. It first off, it simply isn't the reality. Second of all, it doesn't serve you to think that way. And the sooner you can get in touch with reality, like you talk about in health and as far as physics, right? That we could want this this fat loss magic pill or this insulin to blame, but just it, physics works a certain way, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, like my example of victimhoods would be sometimes when I am stressed and tired, I might go and buy some ice cream and overeat ice cream. And I'm, you know, I'm a victim, I'm eating ice cream and woe is me. And, you know, I, I can't lose weight because I'm eating ice cream. I'm a victim of this. But if I take ownership of that, it's not anyone else's fault. When I am sad and tired, I eat ice cream. I own the fact I'm going to eat ice cream. And I own the fact that if I eat too much, I'm going to get fat. Now I'm in control. So even though I've eaten the ice cream, now I can start to make contingencies. Now I can deal with the fact that I'm stressed and tired. Maybe now I cannot have ice cream in my freezer when I'm stressed and tired. I can start to take action to alter this. And as you say, in, in nutrition and health, it's very common and very easy to externalize the reasons why you can't get healthy. And in, in the fitness world, the marketing plays on this. So they often say, it's not your fault. It's because of your hormones. It's because you're not managing your insulin. It's because you're not training for your body type. And lo and behold, we have the exact problem which fixes this imaginary thing which we've externalized for you. We have the solution and you can pay us money and we'll give it to you. So not only are they encouraging victimhood, it's a psychological game. We know this. We're, we're all entrepreneurs, right? but then they are selling you the product to fix it. So that in itself should be a red flag that this potentially isn't the truth. And what is actually the truth, as Itamar touched on, is the laws of physics. So if you eat too much, you will gain body fat. To lose body fat, you need to eat a little bit less. Yes, insulin, yes, hormones, these all have a bearing on it. But for example, it's impossible to not eat is, is to barely be eating anything and to not be able to lose weight. That defies the laws of physics. Something else is going on. And as long as you're operating in that mode of it's external, I, I don't, I can't figure this out. It's impossible that anything else could be going on. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. 
then you're helpless. As soon as you take responsibility for it and say, right, this is shit, this is hard for whatever reason, upbringing, societal programming, you know, maybe your meta metabolism is slow, then you can take ownership and start to figure it out because it is figure outable. So that's the difference. Yeah, and I, I like what you said there, the, the whole fault thing. The whole it's not your fault. Everyone tells everybody these days, it's not your fault. You're a perfect little snowflake, all that good jazz. What if instead you said to yourself, you know what? I'm going to view things as my fault in an extreme way. And I'm going to say again, good outcomes or bad outcomes. It's my fault. I created them. Yeah. I'm not going to feel, and we're not attaching guilt or shame, but just saying like on a technical level fault. So if I did something and created a good outcome, my fault, good on me. I caused that. Yeah. On a bad level, same thing. Because once you do that, again, you're not, the world isn't dictating how you live. You get to have a sense of control and a sense yeah. of power here, which is so, so strong as far as getting you, again, both external results and an internal sense of pride and happiness. Because the big thing, I think most reasons why you're talking about ice cream, people want to use food as coping mechanisms. It gives them the sense of control. It's an out. They feel like the world is out to get them. They can't control things. This person said that. This person made them feel this. So, okay, let me just go to the fridge because I know this food will give me a certain a certain feeling. And that feeling is something I can control. It's something that's familiar. At least I know if I do this, I get why. Yeah. And I think this is the big thing. You can adopt that without doing bad things to your entire perspective of the world. By just saying everything that's going to come to me, I'm going to view it as a responsibility that I can still take action on this. I can still take ownership in a certain level. Victimhood, like what Sharon had, didn't allow her to do any of that. So anytime any challenge came her way, she was not able to act on a great skill set that she had. Because she immediately got into an emotional like spiral where she was saying, why is this happening to me? This can't be. This is not fair. And then she just never able to get the results that she wanted. Yeah. And, you know, again, it goes back to accept and expect. Like, to use the ice cream example, eating ice cream to cope is common. If you, you know, treat yourself as the victim in that case, then you'll keep doing it and you'll keep you know, gaining weight and you'll keep becoming less and less happy and it will spiral. But if you own that decision, yes, I'm using this to cope, let's figure it out, then the game changes. And as, as Itamar said, this isn't about guilt or shame and judgments. Like, Can I add a point to that? Yeah. Because I think it's really important. So to clarify that, you can be a victim with this ice cream stuff by saying, Oh my God, it's not fair. It's COVID right now. The, they make so much tempting food these days. The whole industry is hardwired just to like mess with your taste buds and blah, blah, blah. This is so difficult. That's you being a victim. That's displaying victimhood. Yeah. Instead of it saying, you know what? Yes, of course, people out in the world want to make money and they're going to manipulate certain people. So they're going to make ice cream and French fries and all yeah. this stuff that taps into our lowest like level of like desires yeah. and cravings. But that doesn't mean that I have to succumb to it. It doesn't yeah. mean anything about me. Yeah. But the victim of stuff is usually people give them an excuse like, oh my God, it's COVID, it's hard, it's this or that. Yeah, and that's, that's all true. And that's all true. It is hard. But if you want to succeed despite that, you have to own it. You have to say, this is hard. I accept and expect this and I'm going to rise above it and I'm going to figure it out because that's what we do as entrepreneurs. We figure shit out. Beyond that is like, the hard is irrelevant, to be honest. Like life is hard. And I think that's the biggest misconception here. People fall, they display victimhood because they don't accept and expect that life will be difficult yeah, yeah, and it yeah. will have its hardships. 
Because that way, whenever something difficult happens to them, they fall victim to it. But if you say to yourself, when you walk out the door, the first thing in the morning, you say, okay, I expect that today's going to be difficult. And I accept there's going to be challenges across the way. When you meet them, all of a sudden, you're someone who has, you know, has a center of control over themselves. Mm. They're not thinking, why me? They're thinking, of course me. Yeah. This is supposed to happen. I'm trying to do something big in the world. Of course, there's going to be obstacles. This and, is expected. And, and just to put this in perspective, generally speaking, in the Western worlds, in this day and age, we have it the best we've ever had it in history in terms of like peace, in terms of prosperity, in terms of wealth. So yes, there's disparity. Yes, it's not perfect, but relatively, it's good. So relatively, it's amazing. Relatively, it's incredible. So it, it is a matter of perspective. And without going too hot potato, I realize we're saying this as two you know, white guys. So there is privilege and whatever else. But again, we're not saying that, oh, life is easy. Just, just own it and it'll be fine. It's like, look, take your power. The power is there to be taken. The world is shit. The world is unfair. There's a lot of shit going down. Yes, it's better than it's ever been, but there's still hardships out there, exactly as Itamar said. By accepting reality and then owning it and working around it, you can achieve success by whatever definition that is for you. Does that make sense? It does, but I would double down on that. I'm saying it's not that we're not saying life is is easy. Like I'm saying life is difficult, especially if you go for big things. Especially there's a lot of things that are playing against you. But again, you don't have to decide to be a victim here. Yep, you don't have to take key, that as your MO. Message. It's the key the key thing is that that's a natural pull we all have. Yep. Whether it's because of society, because of genetics, because we're all very defensive creatures and we view everything as a threat and we want to be defensive. Like our natural pull, when you see kids, when they fall down, they want attention. They're like, ow, this hurts. That's our natural pull. And as adults, we still do that sometimes, even though it doesn't serve us. And I think that's the big thing to recognize that naturally, if you have zero intention, you're going to get pulled into victimhood. But you have the power to not stay there. That's what I was saying. You can take that instead of staying there for a week or a month, a year or your life. You can just say, you know what? I get this natural reaction is happening, but this is not how I'm going to choose to be. This is not the person I want to be. So I'm not going to let that decide how I'm going to act. And I'm actually going to say, you know what? I do have a say in this. Yeah. I can be in the driver's seat and I can take a certain action that will serve me in life. And that's the key danger because we all know a macro level victim person and, and it's generally unpleasant to be around. But the danger is that identifying the micro level victimhood um, in ourselves, it's very easy to say, I'm not a victim. I don't, I don't do that. The chances are we do. And I see this, um, you know, even in the nutrition space, often entrepreneurs have a growth mindset when it comes to business, but less so when it comes to health. So growth mindset is similar to victimhood. We assume that it's universal. It's not. We have it in different silos of our lives, different areas. So just be open and humble to the fact that there's probably victimhood somewhere. Um, there's a quote from the Dopamine Nation uh, by Anna Lemke, I think that's how you pronounce it. And it says, we're all prone to seeing ourselves as victims of circumstance and deserving of compensation and reward for our suffering. Awesome. We're prone to that. That's, that's the baseline. That's yeah. human nature. Let's assume it's the case and let's look where we can improve. So it's interesting because when I was 18, year old, 18 years old, I wish somebody would have explained this to me. Somebody would have, like, if I could sit myself down at 18 years old and have this conversation with them, because what happened to me in the military is that 
I was doing a really great job. But then some circumstance happened that negated all that. An injury or whatever you want to call it. And all of a sudden, even though I had a certain output that a thing that I was trying to do and I was doing my best, quote unquote, and doing everything correctly, quote unquote, I still got a terrible outcome. And what that did to me is I became a very sour individual at one point. Instead of saying, you know, this is part of the game. It's not supposed to be fair. Life isn't fair. Like there's going to be difficulties. But again, you don't have to be sour and a victim about it. Like to me there in that 18 year old person, like I had victimhood creep, let's call it. And it lasted for a couple months before I was able to get snapped out of it by my older brother. who had to talk with me. But this is the thing. Like we all have that victimhood creep in various areas of life, whether we try a project and all of a sudden it doesn't work out as well as we wanted to, or whether we try to, let's say, give to someone and then they don't reciprocate. And we have to recognize that victimhood creep is something that you can really nail down. And the more you can box it in and the shorter of an effect it can have on your life, the better you'll be. And it is something that you definitely have in your wheelhouse. You have in your power to do that. If you're listening to this podcast by now and you've stuck with us, you're probably that kind of person who can do this. It's just like, be aware of that victimhood creep. That's what I implore you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we've said what we need to say. Any closing comments? I would just say as an exercise, think about one area of your life that would look dramatically different if you spent less time in that state of victimhood, where if instead of it lasting even as something as small as a couple hours or as a couple of weeks because something didn't go your way, if you could nail it down to a minute and then snap yourself out of it and say, okay, what can I do about this that will serve me? How much better your life will both be externally because the result you'll generate and also internally because of the peace of mind, you feel like I'm not just a victim getting pulled in any which way here and I can do something about this. And then work on it. Yeah. And, and my biggest takeaway from, from the episode, which we didn't go into depth about, but if you can identify the either the emotions that you experience or the behaviors that you exhibit or the narratives that you tell yourself, which preclude victimhoods, then these are called cues. Itamar calls these cues. If you can identify that, you can almost reverse engineer when you're about to go into this. For me, it's jiggling my leg. For Itamar, it might be that he becomes aggressive. For someone else, it might be a story that you tell yourselves. But victimhood in itself might be hard to identify. But once you can pin it to a cue, yeah. you can suddenly, it, it'll raise a flag and be like, look here. And then yeah, you can catch yourself. You can catch yourself. And once you can catch yourself, you can go about reducing it from a week to a day, to an hour, to a minute, and get straight back in the game, taking ownership and crushing. Boom. Boom. So, boom. on the next episode, I will be talking about how to build muscle and lose fat at the same time, because everyone tries to do it, most people fail. There we go. All right, looking forward to it. I thought that was a myth. See you on the next episode. See you on the next episode. <laughs>